Welcome to our Technic podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to this mini-series on part L of the building regulations. Um, I'm Stephanie Allchurch, Product Development Manager at Ultechnic, and I'm joined by my colleague Ed Morris, uh, Technical Manager at Ultechnic. Um, so today we're going to be talking about balancing and how balancing of your system can help uh, make it more efficient. Um, and actually over the last few series that we've done, we've talked um, quite in length about getting the right temperature at the right time to meet your demand and get the most efficient efficiency out of your system. So Ed, I know you have a lot of experience when it comes to balancing systems, um, being hands-on and on the tools as well. So uh, can you talk us through some uh, best practice? Yeah, I think first what we need to remember when it comes to balancing is we're trying to control the flow of water and we, and we want to make sure we've got the right amount of water at the right place at the right time. It, it's pretty much as simple as that. But it's just the way that we achieve that, which is really important. So there's two real ways that we look at balancing. We either manually balance the system or we can dynamically balance the system. So we look at manual side of balancing first. The key really is, you know, we've spoken about producing energy, uh, producing heat. We spoke about heat controls, so when to come on and off. But what we have to do is, is manage the way that that heat transfer takes place. So the best way to do that is if you know if we've got water moving around the system, it comes to a heat emitter, something like a radiator. We want to slow that water down enough so that the heat can be then taken away from that heat source. So move the water slowly through a radiator, that can then dissipate into the room. It starts to cool down, we get a nice delta T, yeah. we send that back to the system. So we talk about manual balancing, we talk about using TRVs, we talk about using things like um, lock shield valves. So what you do, you'd set your flow rates all the way around your system um, using uh, you know, your heat calcs or whatever it might be. Um, and that's how you balance your system when it comes to, to manual balance. Now the withdrawal or, or the, the negative side of manual balance is a system becoming balanced very easily. Now okay. remember we're trying to achieve thermal comfort, which is a temperature essentially, we're trying to achieve that. Now you balance the system manually, everything's okay. If one thing changes that system, if a pump speed should change, if someone was to close down a radiator, or even when TRVs activate, that can imbalance the system because that water has then got to go somewhere else because yeah. it's, you know, it's been manually controlled. Now if we look at autom or dynamically or automatically balancing a system, what we look at there is, is valves that will modulate or valves that will work alongside the other valves in the system to ensure that right so you've got things like pressure dependent radiator valve so whatever happens on the system that will regulate that flow so you set that flow up for the radiator and that flow will always go for the heat emitter so nice and slow withdraw the energy increase your delta t's increase your efficiency um, and, and take it through so it's very much about controlling the flow keeping nice and slow for your emitters getting the right temperature and the right amount of water to the right places when it's needed. Okay. One of the things that we've talked about a lot is obviously, um, one of the reasons we're doing this mini-series is obviously to educate people on the changes of Part L. Um, one of the things that I think has become apparent throughout everything we're, we're, we've talked about is that there's quite a lot of uh, responsibility on the installer for undertaking um, these measures, whether that is from all the way from, you know, design um, all the way through to the actual install itself. And obviously specifically talking about the install and the commissioning now. So um, I know within the update to Part Al, it's a, it, it says that balancing should be undertaken. I do not believe there's anything out there to make that, well, it says that it's mandatory, but there's nothing out there to regulate people doing this. Yeah. In your opinion, you know, are installers doing this as best practice? Is this going to have an impact on them moving forward in terms of, you know, if one installer does it and another doesn't, obviously there's the impact on time yeah. for, for each person? It's, it's kind of a, 
a multitude of questions there. So I think there's there's a lot more responsibility on installers now because you look at heat loss, you look at fabric first, all that kind of stuff. The system is designed to deliver an output uh, at a certain parameter, and that's what we do. And we're selling. We're no longer selling products to a customer or to an end user. We're selling a solution. Yes, yeah. So if you design a system that should, that should perform in ABC, but you set it to XYZ, it's never going to work. And that solution you've sold is never going to be there for the end user. However, if you take your time and you set that system up and, it, and everything's okay, then yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, the, it's, the onus is on the, on the design on the installer. Issue being is that homeowners, nothing against homeowners, I'm a homeowner myself. We, we like to meddle with our systems. I've had a lot of this. I don't want this room as warm as it could be. So it can start to imbalance and it can start to... Of course. Right. So there is going to have to be a lot more thought. You know, gone are the days, like I said before, slinging in big heat sources and just sending hot water around as much as you So yeah, responsibility does come down to the installer because you are selling a solution now. You're selling a cost-saving solution to somebody. So it's imperative that you deliver on that and make sure that they get essentially what they've paid for. So I think that's really important to remember is that Part L is, as we've said before, the stepping stone to get to the future home standards 2025. Um, but to achieve that, we really not only need to look at the design that we've talked about on our on our other series within uh, the Part L changes, but also obviously the the commissioning of the system too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thanks for listening, and hope to see you again soon.